This is Daniel, your Game Master and Master of Ceremonies. This is Tori, and I play Dooley. This is Sorcerer, and I play Ty. This is Becca, and I play Mirgrat. And this is Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Welcome aboard. told the performer when they got involved in the scene in the first place. I said to them, you have to relax. This is all in your head. Yes? What you're feeling is all in your head, so you just have to relax and let yourself be. Let yourself enjoy the moment and embrace the oneness, or else they're never going to be able to get that in their... Oh, there you are! There you are! (laughs) You, I'll talk to you later. Much later, especially you, who loves you. Well, not love, but we'll talk. There you go. Ah, you've come back to Badini. Badini has stories more for you. This one is an interesting one. And it's one of the few stories that almost doesn't happen because, as I told the other person just a moment ago, you know, that cute one with the tight. Well, anyway, it was all in their head. Yes. We have come to a glorious episode that is entirely inside the mind of Mirgrat. Now, you may be thinking, hey, I am a Dooley fan, or I want more of Ty. In which case, you should tell us so. Write down in the comments below, or otherwise find me at Temporal Playground Productions, or at the Odyssey Facebook page. Whatever it is you humans use for communication these days. Not everything's on ISN, you know. That being said. We were able to find a recording of the situation. And we have everything inside the mind of Mirgrat as Mirgrat, with the help of a uh, less than spectacular corporate telepath, are trying to deal with the entity inside Mirgrat's head. And believe me when I tell you, like a good game, it is all or nothing. But we must lay our scene first. So... Have yourself a drink, get yourself a beverage, a nice snack, or a snicks, or... Ooh, I hear they do the grand heads over there. Very nicely done. That being said, sit, relax, and let us talk to you about Dave. Dave is a corporate telepath who has been brought here to examine Mirgrat, who is now inside the security cell, awaiting examination because people believe there is something wrong in their heads. And now, Dave approaches. He uh, shakes his limbs out, gets his eyes focused. He actually readjusts his glasses. Yes, he's wearing big, thick glasses. He readjusts his glasses. Okay. He breathes for a second. He says, just relax. He's just relaxed. Nope, there's nothing from Mirgrat. However, Mirgrat, guess what's happening? Hey. <laughs> Have you been listening? What's going on? Yes. Okay, so from your point of view, what are you seeing here? Um, I mean, if I'm in brain jail still, I I think what I'm doing is basically just like all of my attention is on the entity because I want to, I want to, like, if it tries to do anything with my body, I want to try and fight it immediately. Okay, so... All right, so you're basically, you've got stare down on the entity, 
doing the whole move, I dare you to move. Um, yeah, I'm going to my fingers and pointing at my eyes and then pointing one finger at it just repeatedly. Mm-hmm. And um, on a psychic level, of course, this is all, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. metaphor. <laughs> so, yes, you kind of, you know, investigate this, this, okay, that, that, okay. And so he looks down, he says, all right. And you could feel kind of the wave of the, the initial scan over your brain. And it's a little clumsy. It's a little unusual because, again, it's a human mind. And human minds are always so pointy. You know, they, they don't swim. They don't in, embrace the mud of the mind. They're always so sharp and pointy. And when you get to the point, it's, uh, it's annoying. But you can feel the, the small little prickles of pointiness all over your brain and neural and neural connectors for a few moments. So you can feel the entity shift. Not sure how. You're not sure if it's to the left, to the right, to another dimension, or just resetting itself. But you can feel the entity shift just a little. What do you do? Okay, I am going to... Huh. Okay. Like, I feel like this is a setup where the entity is basically adjusting its fighting stance, and mm-hmm. it's going to do something I'm not going to like as a result of having adjusted its stance. But I don't actually have any way of knowing that or dealing with it, I don't think. It's hard to deal with something you don't know about. Yeah, so I think... How much damage do I have? <laughs> you need a moment to, to think about this? Yeah, uh, I don't need to think about it. I just need to find, like, I want to do a scan of the okay. entity. I just have to find the the information on it in this unwieldy motherfucker of a book. Uh, surface scans are in, where are we? Here we go. Uh, I'm in, oh, that's uh, Feats. I believe telepathy is, I actually have a physical copy, so it's a lot easier to go through. Here we go. Uh, so, a surface scan. That's an oh, what page is that? Uh, start around page 225. Sorry, 125. 125. Okay. Uh, here we go. We have an accidental scan at one P1 or higher, but you want to get another one, which is surface scan or deep scan. Here we go. That is blocking. Idea C. Service scan. Here we go. That's uh, page one thirty. So deep scan requires power level ten. Service scan requires power level seven. Hmm. What you gonna do? Oh, okay. This is what I want. Okay. So I'm going to do a holistic scan. Ooh. Okay. Go ahead. Um. So instead of going for a a specific answer to a question, I just want to to know I, I wanna I wanna get a sense of what their new fighting stance is, basically. Okay. Make a telepathy check. Okay, so first I'm raising my uh P rating by four, so that is forty-four of damage. Let me just log that. 
make the roll and then log. Yes. Uh, and then I have my DC on this is going to be uh, Each round, the telepath must make an intrigue check DC 20. If successful, the telepath learns one useful fact about the subject's mind, but you're doing this in the first. But I, 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 need to do, I need to do the telepathy roll first. Correct. It's an 18. Roll it! All right. Survey says! 37! <laughs> okay. So, each round, the telepath must make an intrigue check. So go ahead. Find uh, what's going on in that thing's state of mind. If successful, the telepath learns one useful fact from the subject's mind, assuming the subject knows any facts relevant to the telepath. Okay. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I just realized my intrigue modifier is plus one, so this is going to suck. Go for it. You never know. I mean, I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. But that's okay. You still have the holistic scan active, so that's not going to... Uh, uh, yeah. It doesn't say there's a continuation issue. Uh, action is a full round. Uh, it's a close range, which is fine. Telepathy check, yes. Con- okay, so you'll have to do a concentration check next time, but you shouldn't have to increase your power level. So you won't take damage. You will have to concentrate for a second yeah. a second attempt. Happens. Okay. So, but yes, you kind of do the whole, what are you doing? And it went, doing? Doing what? As it shifts and changes a little bit. Uh, you can kind of feel... The metaphor of this is basically the sound of a megaphone from far away going... I am trying to communicate with the thing that is in Mirakrat. Come in the Mirakrat. You know. For the record, um, Julie hates watching telepaths work because you're you're trying not to interrupt with saying, well, what's going on? <laughs> no, because nothing happens. I'm watching a staring contest. Essentially, yes. <laughs> I mean, the best you could do now is actually try to place a bet with somebody going, who blinks first? Let's figure this out. So, yes, it's like, can I, 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 I'm speaking to the entity within Mirkrat. Come in! Mirkrat, entity, come in! And you can kind of feel it going, we're in here. Okay, I think I'm also, I'm, I'm going to break concentration on this, uh, on the scan, uh-huh. because I, I think it's just, it's it's not, like, I'm not, it's not necessarily going to be worthwhile for me. So I'm going to put a concentration on the scan, and I'm I'm just going to also wave uh, in the same way that the entity did and say, yes, we're in here. Okay. Because so- basically I want... Like no matter what, at least the telepath is going to know. Oh, hey, I'm getting I'm getting answers from two different consciousnesses, and I am assuming that my my consciousness has a different brain flavor than the entity does. So it's a good question. Let's find out. So when everyone knows the we're in here metaphorically, everyone has the uniform hallucination of you're now in an office. It's actually kind of very basic office. Uh, oddly enough, it's filled with posters for old movies. 
So you're fairly certain this isn't Mirgrat's office or the entity's office. Uh, it could be Mirgrat's. You never know. That's true. Mirgrat may have a great taste for Casablanca. Um, <laughs> I wish to know all about these ancient wars among the stars that happened eons ago. There was a great knight who wielded a, a, a sword of light against the forces of darkness. Please tell me more. Yes, the office is a couple of posters. It's a very comfortable thing like that. You see David, who again, as a human, again, Pop Marat don't understand human stereotypes or who they are a lot of times, but you've done a lot of research, and the word nerdy just kind of bellows out of the man. A kindred spirit. Exactly. Just like, I'm not going to mince words here. I, I think among Pop Marat, probably is like a nerd-ass nerd. It's a, well, no, and that's the thing with Papua. There's no such thing as the concept of nerdy. There is the concept of in, inquisitive, and inquisitiveness breeds that uh, um, that psychological nature that allows you to become a librarian simply because you wish to know more about the universe. Nobody's worried about whether or not you could do a uh, two push-ups, which is good because I have a dex minus one. So like. Oh my. You know, hold up my own body weight, I, I would still probably face plant just like because I got distracted by a butterfly or something. <laughs> <laughs> so as room kind of congeals, you see that David is, is lounging himself in what seems to be some sort of armchair. You also notice that you and the entity are also in a very long couch. They're both sitting at uh, opposite ends of a very long couch. The entity actually looks a lot like you right now. There's little differences here and there. Oh my god, it's with the evil villain mustache. Or with a goatee. How can you tell if there's a goatee under all the face tentacles? I don't know. Ah! Well, you know the face tentacles would be a different color, so the face tentacles themselves would be the goatee, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's me, but with, like, red face tentacles. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it also has uh, a bit of a crown on it, which is a little interesting, a little five-pointed crown. Uh, each, of the, the, uh, each of the points have uh, a little uh, ruby on it, just a little small ruby. But otherwise, and its, its outfit is actually now a blue color rather than your standard colors. And I don't know what you normally wear, but that's okay. I normally wear my library librarian's robes, which like probably look to outsiders just like like regular Pakmara garbage robes, uh, mm. but are actually like a very specialized and high quality piece of clothing. Yeah, it's kind of like how certain places tweed is actually very fine and refined, and it shows off. Uh, 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 either a sense of being intelligent or being wealthy, whereas a lot of people see it as the nerdy jacket you wear in high school. You know, especially if it has uh, elbow pads or elbow uh, uh, things. Mm-hmm. Um, I see it more like pretentious guy who plays golf. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, feel like, South, like, I feel like yeah. it's become the province of like just like straight up hipsters. For that, that <laughs> too. See, exactly. But I actually have a tweed wool blanket that came from uh, a fabric uh, in the 1970s from uh, uh, Harrods in London, and it is amazing, but 
it's tweed. So, you know, different styles and how it's placed. So, again, the fabric of your robes would denote that you are a librarian. And, again, it's probably closer to uh, an interwove of oranges, browns, and whites, kind of in a, in a very tight-knit uh, mesh pattern. Whereas... Yeah, the librarian's uh, robes were designed in the 70s and haven't been updated since. <laughs> I, was, I was technically thinking more Mesoamerican, but, you know, just run with it. Um, but uh, <laughs> its colors are more white, blue, and gray. So, again, a little bit of the dichotomy difference. And David just kind of leans forward and says, Okay. We're here today to discuss matters. So, please, if you could introduce yourselves and explain to me what the situation is at the moment. He literally does the meeny, meeny, miny, moe, catch a tiger. Uh, as he points between the two of you, and... Okay. And he points to the other thing. And says, why don't you start first? And it says... I'm very sorry that you've had to come. We are having difficulties communicating, and we've had some for quite some time, and um, I'm not sure where to go. We both have very good claims on this body, and we want to make sure that we're going to do the best for where we're going in the future. And I think this would be best for all of us if we just kind of integrate and, and, and develop ourselves into something that is better. Uh, he literally, uh, it literally turns to Mirgas and says, don't you agree, honey? Oh my God. I don't know what the Pachmara equivalent of rolling one's eyes is. I assume it's some kind of gesture with face tentacles that is going to be completely lost on the human in the room. But I'm going to that anyway. I assume there's actually a little bit of an eye roll, but like... Um... Uh, Dr. Zoidberg, who he can flick each one of his face tendrils one at a time and then bring it back down again. Yeah. I think that's the equivalent. Yeah. So, Mirret does that, and then it's going to turn to uh, David. Yes. And say, David, I appreciate that you are here to help me, and I think that is fantastic. However, if you are not capable of discerning which of us is the consciousness of an actual Pachmara and which of us is the consciousness of an entity from beyond the stars that has never before interacted with our civilizations, I think we should get someone with a higher P rating back here to help. Kind of nods and says, okay. And then the other one says, Oh, don't listen to listen to them. They've been keeping me down for years. I'm the real Mirgrat who has been trying to investigate the world and adjust things for the better. And I keep having these thoughts and these voices in my head that just, they keep manifesting like this. If you are not capable of telling the difference between an organic mental illness and genuinely two psychic entities sharing the same body, I'm still going to say probably we want someone with a higher P rating, please, and thank you. Yeah, you know, David kind of nods his head and says, okay, I see what he's saying. And I think it's possible that I may need a second opinion on this. 
you know, please excuse me. I'm not used to Pashmara. I'm still getting my training. I am used to Narns, though. That was fun. Um, yeah, that's really interesting, actually. Once I have, like, control of my body again, and I'm going to sort of, like, glare in the, the fake Mirgrat's general direction... Who, by the way, throws up his hand and says, oh, not this again. And yeah, anyway. So, look me up. I actually do a lot of research into uh, xenobiology and specifically perception of uh, various species, and I do a lot of interspecies telepathy, and in exchange for, uh, well, actually not in exchange, knowledge is its own reward, uh, yes, I would be happy to uh, mentor you on the finer points of interspecies telepathy. The other one looks over, see, it's trying to bargain with you, trying to, to reason with you and, and, and tempt you to these things. It doesn't understand how these, how it's, it's, it's driving itself on. It's trying to drag you into our, into our strange situation here. Honestly, yeah, go get a better rating and we'll figure this out between the two of us. Just thank you very much for your time. Have a good day. Uh, David, was it? Oh, oh uh, David, uh, do me a favor. Uh, uh, I'm not rated for a lot of things, but there was an Abai counselor who needed some assistance, and uh, just tell them I'll be I'll be with them shortly as soon as I get the body back. I would take I, I David. It would be my personal suggestion that you not pass on any messages from either of us until this situation is resolved. So. I really should have had you guys like doing uh, diplomacy rolls, but this is just too damn fun to roleplay. Uh, so. I like how you're saying you guys, referring to the character being played by me and then the characters being played by you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I hadn't thought of it that way, but you have a point. That's coming up in therapy. Um, so. But again, they should have had uh, 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 diplomacy roles and telepathy roles in this whole bit. But I just, I, the scenario worked way too well. So David just kind of says, "Thank you very much. Uh, it's been a wonderful time. Thank you." He, you know, he stands up to leave. He vanishes. The room vanishes. The other Mirgrat reverts back to closer to the entity that you remember seeing um, that one time when it was hovering over you as a golden energy, except this time it's not golden, it's blue. And it's not translucent. There's a little bit more form to it. You realize also the crown it's wearing wasn't a crown. It was his head. Each of those little rubies open up into an eyeball, and the points of the crown kind of flesh out into this star-shaped head. And it looks over and says, ah, that was Mm. I haven't done that in so long. And it literally kind of looks over to you with all five eyes, reaches over psychically, manifests a small table, and whatever the Pachmara equivalent of a high G set is, which I'm guessing involves kombucha, rotted, uh, 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 rotted fluid that has been boiled just slightly to bring out the effervescent flavor, and small uh, uh, insects that have been left out in the sun for about two, uh, about three days. I feel like there's some slime molds there, too. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, some fungi as well, because, I mean, that helps with the future patch. 
Yeah. So he just he kind of like sits and says, "Please, that was entertaining. Do take a seat. We have much to discuss, and we don't seem to have anything else to do at the time." So, okay, we're we're in my mental landscape, right? As far as you know. So I'm going to try to manifest something myself. Okay. Um, I am going to, I am going to try and manifest my own table, haha, <laughs> but instead of high tea, I want to manifest, I want to manifest a game of Monopoly. Okay. I'm guessing you're tempting it with, well, since we have so much time? Yes, since we have so much time... I counter your suggestion with let us play a game so that we may get to know each other better. It, it kind of nods and says, I think I understand. However, I understand the rules of it points down towards the game. And Monopoly is not something that can be played with two. It always must be played with three. However, he sweeps his hand across the board and it becomes a galactic version of Rift. He says, I feel this is more appropriate, don't you? Uh, I'm going to sweep my hand back over the board mm-hmm. and uh, change it back to Monopoly, except this time it's going to be like Babylon, the Babylon 5 edition of Monopoly, which is <laughs> made. And so there's like the Zocalo down below, etc., etc. Um, fresh air. Um, and uh, and then I'm I'm going to say no. I chose this game for a reason. And then I'm going to wave sort of at one side of the table because I'm picturing like a square card table. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to uh, manifest a uh, a a third player who I think I'm going. I think I'm just going to manifest. Um, like a uh, a simulacrum of um, I think we're going to go with a simulacrum of Ty. Okay. <laughs> and I am going to, to to give it everything I know about Ty's personality and about the Brakiri culturally, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be interesting because I believe my knowledge of Rikiri culture is plus four. Uh, so, <laughs> not will, but I have been hanging out with Ty. Uh, and I am just going to say, I would, I would introduce you to my friend Ty, but unfortunately she is indisposed. I hope my uh, mental image of her should will prove sufficient. Think of it as a two-for-one. You're getting to know us both. He nods. He says, that is true. But that also means you have an ally on the board. So, uh, what other uh, cultures do you have ranks in? I have ranks in human culture, Narn culture, Centauri culture, and Minbari culture. Okay. Wow. So, hmm? Mm. Wow. We're going to take their research very seriously. So it nods and says, very well. So, but allow me to level the field just a tad. He again manifests on the opposite side of where Ty is. And you said you had 
Rikari, Nimbari, Centauri? Yep, and Narn and Human. And Barbara, of course. Okay. Ooh, so... Okay. We'll do this then. Um, actually, even better. He manifests the Markab on his side of the table. The Markab who was the person running the drug table uh, before. And he says, this is based on some information I have. And he just kind of nods and he says, I, uh, I will be fair and equitable and things like that. Ty looks over and says, oh, like I give a fuck. You got to roll or not? Um... <laughs> I thought the sorcerer up to it. I, I would be, I would be interested in seeing Ty authentically. I, I would see her. I would be interested in her authentically playing Ty, playing yeah. Monopoly. Yeah, I could play Mirat's fake Ty playing imaginary Monopoly. Sure, why not? <laughs> Honestly, I will go for that. And actually, I will make that even more interesting if you want to, because. If instead of the mark cap, I can manifest. He can manifest Dooley. Okay, great. <laughs> Do you even know how to play Monopoly? Like I feel like Ty probably does, just in passing, because it's well, the okay. kind of thing she would like. But yeah, I mean, it, it, the whole thing for Monopoly is hyper capitalism. So I feel like it, it's, it's probably actually... like a Mercury version of Monopoly, anyway. Yeah. So human Monopoly is similar, I guess. Oh. Oh, they teach human monopoly to kindergartners. Oh, well, she already um, knows how to play them. Yeah, the yeah. monopoly is closer to uh, the 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 that wheel game they play at Quark's bar. You know, <laughs> acquire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> acquire is actually a board game having to do with hotels. <laughs> oh wow. So, uh, this is a great way to bring everybody into the game, so I'm not flip-flopping back between everybody. So, yes, Zorcerer will be playing Miracrat's Vision of Ty, and Dulee will be playing the Entity's Composite of what Miracrat thinks of Dulee. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's get ready to Method Act! You decided you wanted to play the game of uh, Monopoly. Uh, oh, sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, we had a slight error here where we had a cutoff. Uh, we didn't understand what happened. But to preface what had happened, the entity and Ty decided they wanted to play a game. Ty, uh, sorry, excuse me, entity Dooley. Ah, wrong one. Take two. Uh, so the entity and Mirgrat decided they were going to play a game. And God, how long have we been back? We've been back how long? About 15 minutes? Uh, we've been back, like, 20, maybe. I think we took our break around 10 after yeah. 5. But we spent, okay. like, 7 or 8 of those just talking about random crap, so... Yeah, okay, that's not so bad. Yeah. Okay. So basically, to uh, to explain what happened, because, again, we had an error. I, my apologies. So basically what happened, they challenged to a game. Uh, Mirgrad suggested Monopoly. This entity suggested Risk, feeling it was more appropriate. Mirgrad changed it back to Monopoly, but because it required three people, manifested a simulacrum of Ty. In response, um, the entity uh, brought out a simulacrum of Dooley 
to play on the other, other side. And it's a simulacrum. In other words, it's not tie playing, it's not Dooley playing, it is the idea that Mirgret has of tie playing and the entity's idea of the idea that Mirgret has of Dooley playing on the other side of the table. In doing so, a couple of rounds. A reflection of a reflection. Yes, a reflection of a reflection. Yes. Um, in doing so, however, interestingly enough, uh, and by the way, thank God I caught this now, not like an hour from now. I would have kicked myself so hard. Yeah. Uh, but um, basically from that point on, though, what had happened was uh, from the dice rolls that had been made, uh, the simulacrum of Ty is starting to wipe the board with the sim- uh, with everybody, and the simulacrum of Julie is doing very well. The simulacrum of the entity isn't doing as good, but the simulacrum of, of Yergrat is currently the low man on totem pole, as they would say. Also, and, there has already been an accusation of cheating and a, a manual recount of everyone's funds. That is true. So, yes, I have to, uh, that brought up, because that also killed so much time. So, God, thank you for doing that. So, Ty brought up an accusation <laughs> of Julie cheating. Don't thank me now. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Which brought up this whole argument before of who to do this and how to how to get the judgment of correct. So they ended up switching money, counting it out, and switching it back. So that's where we left off with the second roll, which just happened. And this is where Mirgrad is, uh, who rolled very low compared to everybody else, is doing poorly. Ty, on the other hand, just rolled a twenty-eight and is currently telling everybody how much Ty rules and they suck. Uh, <laughs> uh, whereas Dooley, in calm, quiet, disconnected fashion, has informed it, has informed Ty that the game ain't over yet, and that you should never trust a Narn who is quiet, because they know more than you. Uh, I'm not impressed. <laughs> so the entity looks over at at Mirgrat. So. This is how it is. The reflections of the others are doing this better than we ever could. Manifestations of the ideal. He points to both Dooley and to uh, uh, Ty. The manifestations, the ideas of these people are better at this than we are. And yet we are the ones who give the most to this. Don't you see? The idea of you is having difficulties, whereas the idea of your own friends are better at things than you are. Why not just allow yourself to recess, observe, learn the great wisdoms of the universe, and eventually, when I have a new body to go to, return to your body, allow yourself to take in that and try to make yourself emotions over to to tie more like the ideas that you have of yourself. Mirgarat's just going to shrug and say, "Well, for one thing, Tokmara culture is inherently egalitarian communist, and for another, I might be more willing to." take your lecture on the metaphors of Monopoly more seriously, were you not in third place? (laughs) 
it chuckles a little bit. I see a bit of your point. Shall we continue? Everyone, go ahead! All right! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A 26! Uh, oh, did a 20! <gasps> Dooley, 28! Dooley takes the lead! <laughs> oh! Oh! Oh, this does my heart well. Um. So. <laughs> I accused the elder thing of not paying me rent on one of my spaces. <laughs> oh, no, no. It, it's doing. The game is doing pretty well. You're still succeeding, but it was Dooley who came in with a aha, I see what yeah, you're trying to do there with that strategy, I know what you're doing I have been in the trenches myself and allow me to show you what we've learned as I've done you know, done deals underground and suddenly, you know, with a couple of you know, magical witch you know, uh, uh, change-ups, suddenly after a couple of rolls Dooley's now the one in, uh, in the lead Easily managed to get a couple of other properties. Managed to secure both Boardwalk and um, oh, uh, not Wall Street. Parkway. Thank you. Yes, uh, secure both of them and has put at least one house there. So now the you know now the cards are turning to do Lee and it says you know, which I can also imagine now the stare down tie is giving the sorry simulacrum tie is giving the simulacrum do Lee. No, no, I accused the elder thing of I accused the elder thing of not paying me rent on one of my properties. Okay. Specifically, not Dooley. Just the the thing. Creature. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I, I sense an interesting pattern here, but I'm not sure about this yet, so this is gonna be interesting. It looks over <laughs> and it actually says You dare to accuse me? in this place of manifesting something that it belongs to you. Come on, of course you should know I dare accuse you. Where's my money? <laughs> it, it reaches forward with a strange tendril and kind of taps the board. Your money is there. Give me a... Uh, you're doing an accusation, so this is still technically a... Ooh, it's a I think it's actually a bluff rather than diplomacy. Diplomacy oh. is... It, it would be bluff, yeah. Okay. And then I'll and a, or and a sense motive. So I'm going to do a sense motive on my side. My sense motive is shit tie. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, so your bluff is pretty bad, pretty good. It does a diplomacy. Is all right. So. It, you know, so you you accuse it. You do you do a good bluff. Like I didn't get this. You always oh, this property. This happened. You didn't give me money. I want my money. And you know, this, and, kind of, and that goes for you guys too. I want to make sure I get paid every time. You again. Uh, give me a one more bluff because it did a, uh, a diplomacy. So I want to see if you can beat that. <laughs> Probably yes. But oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, right, it, it regrettably says if it literally kind of does. If this will shut you up takes its money, hands it to you. Now, shall we continue? No, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. I start, like, slowly counting through the bills. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, two times. (laughs) And then I put it down. I'm like, alright, we can go. Oh, I, I, I can tell there's a strategy in here, even with before everything else, so I'm like, where are you going with this? 
<laughs> All right. Um, so everyone, go ahead. Give me another roll. And I'm going to make an interesting rule now. So we've had one win from Dooley. We've had one win from Ty. And I don't remember who run the first roll, but I think it was... Uh, is it Ty or somebody else? Uh, not no, Ty. No, no. That's why she started immediately accusing people of shit. I think it was Dooley, Ty, and then Dooley again. Yeah, okay. So Dooley, yeah. Ty, and then Dooley again. So I'm going to put in a rule. So keep track of who did what. By the way, Sorcerer, did you just roll right now? Yeah, you did. Okay. Yes. Uh, looks like Dooley did, and Becca did. Okay. Oh! <laughs> I, I feel like it, at this point, since I rolled a natural one, it would be fair to say that Mirgorod is now in jail. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and he got a 16. Okay. It's kind of been yeah. alternating between Ty and Dooley, so it's okay. back to Ty now. But I'm going to make a I'm going to make a ruling now. This will make things more interesting. Three successful rounds of the game, and you win. So okay. right now it's up in the air. Right now it's two and two on their end. Um, however, Mirgrat with a one. So not just the, oh, I'm in jail, you get put in jail. When that happens, an actual jail cell slides down from the ether above you and kind of slams around you. Okay, the bars have to be wide enough for me to be able to get an arm out because I do still get to roll to see if I can get out of jail. <laughs> Absolutely, so that part's fine, but it's, it's it's kind of like a, um, okay, it's like an old-timey jail from like a, a from a bad Western movie where you could reach your arm out and that sort of thing. It's not like, you know, the bars are like an inch, inch away from each other. You could literally, you could still, you know, put your hands through and all the rest of that. Okay, excellent. And so I'm just going to put it on record now. Uh, Mirgra is going to have to, uh, I'm assuming that since I'm in last place, like buying my way out, Mirgra's not going to buy their way out of jail. Actually, it's not even going to be an economic thing. It's going to be a matter of principle, because in Monopoly, you, you roll to get out of jail a certain number of times, and if you fail after a certain number of terms, terms they let you three. They just let you go. Mm-hmm. So what's going to happen is that for the next three turns, my partner from across the room is saying that's not how that works, um, but I think really? if we can... I think if I we can so it, so take a podcast break to look up the rules of Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not pressing pause. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yes. three turns, um, Mirgrat is going to take the dice to roll them, but is not going to uh, roll and relinquish the dice until after they've delivered a short speech on the injustice of debtor's prison. Okay. By the way, here it is. Get out of jail. Rolling doubles on any of the player's next three turns in jail, use a get-out-of-free-car jail or paying the bank $50. Uh, that is according to... Uh, yeah. Uh, player lands on uh, uh, lands. Sorry, to get out of jail, player gets out of jail by rolling doubles on any of that player's next three turns in jail. If the player succeeds in doing this, she immediately moves forward the number of spaces shown by the throw. If the double, if even if doubles are rolled and the player does uh, does not take another turn, uh, use the get out of jail free card or paying a fine of fifty dollars. The player may not remain in jail after his her third term. Uh, no longer than having uh, uh, the term play. Yeah. So yes, 
So it is. You have to roll doubles to get out, pay it, or otherwise use your get-out-of-jail-free card. But after three turns, you would be released anyway. So you are correct. Okay. So for the next three rounds, I'm just going to roll 2d6 instead of rolling 1d20. Okay. Because yeah. I'm, I'm rolling to see if I can get out of jail and continue playing. Okay, fair enough. So... And, yes, and I will, I will be delivering... Um, uh, speeches on how it is immoral to put people in debtor's jail and the fundamental injustices of the carceral system. Okay. Uh. And I am not going to relinquish the dice until I have finished, by the way. Fair enough. You go to jail, you give an impassioned speech about egalitarianism and the economic injustices inherent in the system. Uh, help, help, I'm being repressed. Sorry, that's a Monty Python joke for you young Oh, well, I've got that. I know. I'm not that young. For the... Fine now. <laughs> um, I don't know these things. I don't know where the fancy pants twitch. <laughs> anyway, so yes, you give it a, a beautiful speech about... Actually, give me a performance check. <laughs> I mean... Can I have the option to roleplay instead? <laughs> I, I'm not going to do that to y'all. Uh, <laughs> you only so long on the podcast. Uh, I was ready for this. So this is profession performance, right? Uh, actually, there should be one that's... Yeah, it's a profession performance that works, because that was the replacement for the oratory skill. But there should be actually a performance skill. Let me take a look. No, there isn't. No, there isn't. Oh, they took it away. They took it away. All right. Uh, yeah, just a straight-up the role. Yeah, I'll deal with charisma. I'll go with that. Which is, whatever your charisma is, you have to roll underneath it. What's your charisma? Uh, my charisma is... 12. So you've got to roll a 12 or under to succeed in the charisma check. Go for it. Yes, a stirring speech about egalitarianism and the injustices of the of economy in general... Um, one that you can actually see the simulacrum of your idea of Ty. Roll her eyes, throw her hands in the air, and you look like she's biting her lip from trying not to tell you to fuck off. Yeah, I also want to be very clear that, that I am, uh, I am maintaining my own status as essentially a political prisoner in this jail. So, <laughs> we're on the same page here. No problem. No problem. So, he looks uh, down. Oh, your champion. My champion. Yourself and myself. I'll do you one more of this. He actually looks over. If you wish to remain a prisoner as you are, you're welcome to do so. If you want to watch your friends duke it out to see who is the better capitalist, you're more than happy to do so. I have nothing better to do at the moment. However, I'm liking this wager, and I'm liking this game. So let's put it down here. First one to win wins the game, and they are removed from the board to enjoy their life. Next one to win also 
who's in uh, the game. The last person at goal disperses. Um, I'm not sure what it's offering because that's, I don't think that's, how, that's not how Monopoly works. Like, you don't win, you win by elimination. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so in that case, it says first one to be eliminated is dissolved. The next one to be eliminated is dissolved. And then, when all are, when the last is standing, we find out who is left. I like raise my hand like I'm in school trying to ask a question. Uh huh. <laughs> um, does that. Do you mean by dissolved? He kind of clicks his fingers, and the uh, same counter who came out earlier with the. Uh, the visor on. Yes, how can I help you? Click the fingers again, and it turns to bubbles. Flesh-colored bubbles dissolves away. I don't like this bet. I don't want to... Nope. No, thank you. Say no. (laughs) I will counter your offer. You are changing the stakes of the game midway through the game, which I find unacceptable. This game has been plagued by several irregularities that have required multiple manual recounts and I think that it would be unreasonable to put such high stakes into this game without having agreed on rules of fairness and engagement and protocols for handling potential irregularities and minimizing the possibility of cheating. Therefore, I will say that we shall finish this game, agree on a set of rules for a second game, and then we can play under your dissolution rules. Why are we playing this again? <laughs> Which, by the way, would be a great response care. for Julie, the, the, the manifestation of Julie. Why are we playing this again? For <laughs> <laughs> fun! And I don't think this it. is something that would be fun, but okay, I'll continue playing. Okay. I'll beat you both again. I don't care. <laughs> Let's do it! One, two, three, engage. Six out of 20. Not bad. Oh. Julie oh. got a 10. Swipe. Uh, and back in jail, sorcerer obviously beats everyone with a 29, grabs the giant pile of the money at the middle of the table and says, come to mama. And very obviously, as we mentioned, I decided, you know, three wins, essentially wins the game, because otherwise Monopoly will go on for hours and hours and hours. But, so essentially in this game, that's for my own head though. Becca, give me a intrigue roll, straight intrigue roll, assuming again that, you know, luck of the dice, all the rest of it. I want to see what your intrigue roll looks like. <laughs> oh my. So, yeah, you were the first to knock knocked out of this game without question. Um... Dooley actually was the second to get knocked out, as Dooley only got a 10 this round. Uh, the entity managed to survive with a 20, but Ty, of course, swept the board. <laughs> and the entity looks over and says, your friends are most entertaining. So, what is this new game you have planned? It is not a new game. We will simply pit- play Monopoly again. Very well. We shall play again, and we shall... Will you abide by my rules? And shall we agree to accounting? Um, first, we need to count all this money and make sure we have all the right amount of money. 
I like glare at fake Dooley. <laughs> you need to understand all the rules here. Yes, I think including these random accusations is go through the rules line by line first, so that we may all agree on the wording of said rules. Also, we should all write a contract and sign it, um, so that to agree that we all agree on the rules. I glare at you. I don't think contracts are necessary here. Obviously, we're all friends. I think well, that if mostly. you're playing with stakes such as dissolution, it is only natural that we should we should have some kind of contractual method of assuring everyone's consent. The entity kind of leans back. You're stalling. What are you stalling for? My dear entity, may I call you that? I, you don't actually... I, I don't think it's actually told us its name at any point, right? Well, I'm sure as hell not calling it Mirgorat. So, <laughs> my dear entity, if I wanted to stall, I would have had us play diplomacy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 that is, uh, yeah, okay, that's an interesting one to put on. Diplomacy, the board game that takes weeks. Uh, talisman. Oh. Fucking we have talisman on all of the expansions and they won't fit on our dining room table. Uh, so anyway, uh, I'm, I'm going to do that and like, I assume it is still psychically leeching off of me. So I'm, I'm going to give it all of the information of various things, like all of the board games we just mentioned that are, like, nightmarishly long, and... I keep, like, interrupting to explain parts of these games. Oh. <laughs> Not all of them, because I wouldn't recognize all of them, just, you know, the m- more common ones. I'm sensing a trend. I'm trying to figure it out, but I'm sensing a trend. Oh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And would you try to tell me this game or this game? Oh, it has these rules. It has these rules. You would try. Oh, yeah. What about this one? Oh, yeah. What about Sunset uh, Sunset Division? That's a great game. Oh, no, we're not playing Sunset Division rules. It has this, this, and this. Oh, well, what about the? It just boom puts its hand on the table. I understand this game. You understand this game. They are you and I. They know this game. Accusations going through slow motions. Either you're trying to confuse me, trying to fill my head with nonsense, or you're stalling for something. That's you are fine. playing Monopoly with imaginary versions of someone else's friends. It's all, you're already confused enough, bud. <laughs> yeah, I mean, also, so, I, I, I think I, okay. Entity. Yes? We are both waiting for the same thing for a higher-rating telepath to come back and try to determine who should have control of my body. Additionally, this is something that we both recommended that the other telepath do. So, we are both waiting on the same thing that was recommended by both of us. I fail to see how there could be anything that I would be stalling for. We both have the same countdown. Additionally, I'm not... Tr- 
if I were trying to confuse you, I would not... I would not have recommended we play a game that is recommended for human children of ages eight years and older. Well, I suppose we could find something that's recommended for human children 2,000 years and older. Entity, if you are having trouble with a children's board game, you can just say so. We can play something else. You want to play Bacara Monopoly? I'll beat you with that, too. <laughs> Entity, are you finding Monopoly confusing? Would you like Not... to play Monopoly Junior? Okay, that's definitely a bluff check because you're trying to, I'm guessing, enrage it. Uh, sure. <laughs> this is getting weird. Even by this my standards, this is getting weird. Ever. This what? is the best team I've ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, did you just roll? Yeah, you rolled an eight. It rolled a nine. For you trying to get angry, and it just did a sense motive. I think I know what you're doing. He kind of, like, wipes the table away. Strong emotions. You're trying to send out a signal, aren't you? I can honestly say that I am not trying to send out a signal. And I am going to wipe over the table again. Mm -hmm. And instead of regular Monopoly, there's going to be uh, an addition... There's going to be a setup of... Monopoly for Sore Losers board game, which ah! the Hasbro website is actually a thing that they make. <laughs> the podcast was brought to you by Hasbro. Have you tried our new Monopoly for Sore Losers? <laughs> <laughs> no, I swear to God, this is a thing. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe you. I honestly believe you. But all I can thinking is, is that there's a part of me now going, "Hey, wait a minute. We should be getting a we should be getting a sponsorship for this at this point." <laughs> <laughs> Not that we'll have to do with the money, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> um. Anyway. <laughs> Dear Hasbro, we have been we have been practicing the Babylon Five version of your game on our podcast because <laughs> an alien being and another alien being are having a celestial war inside a telepath's head. Are you interested? Yeah, that sounds like right. Oh. Okay. Like I said, I know you're up to something. I haven't figured it out, and it's actually kind of bugging me now. Uh, <laughs> Best team up ever. <laughs> but yeah, so Mira, I, I like. I'm not even bluffing. I am honestly telling it that I, I it is not my intent. I am not trying to send a signal, and like, uh, like there would be no point of me sending a signal anyway. Because I told some, I told my friend, real duly, to not trust anything from me. Mm-hmm. So it would be t- so like I, it's not even a bluff thing. I'm just honestly telling it that, uh, and then I am setting the table back up again with Monopoly for sore losers. Okay. <laughs> I would just like to point out that I just threw out a couple of cards. 
just to warn you. No. Oh no! Uh, I can get for trying to like be be crafty and plot against the DM. I I, I can set all of this bullshit up, and then you can just roll up with your plot cards. That's okay. No, no. Honestly, I want to see where this bullshit is going. That's the thing. I, I, again, I, 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 I want you to be again as a as a game master and as a storyteller. I don't want to just like bulldozer over everything you've done because again, I want to see where this is going and. But I have, in the same dramatic sense... No, I'm, I'm just joking with you. Like, okay. <laughs> I, I, the same thing. I love the concept that you may win at a cost, or it's not going to be as easy as you think, and you are playing against an entity. So let's just say there's a ball rolling which may make its way at the, at the, the episode, uh, at, at, the, at the cliffhanger. So, okay. Well, let's, let's figure out what's going on now. So you actually seem to have some sort of strategy going, and I know you're trying to go against me versus it, so game continues, it puts it out, and um, after uh, Mir Grat's passionate speech, and uh, Ty probably manifesting another beer, throwing it back, crushing the can... I, I have this bizarre image of Ty crushing cans with her head. Mm. Um, I guess Ty not is very here. weak and soft. I don't know if she would do that. Okay, I feel like it would though. Like I have this image of Ty as like this like really like tough trucker. <laughs> yeah, I kind of have the image of Ty looking at going. I wonder how much I could get for that in scrap. <laughs> mm, yeah, like honestly, actually, the forehead ridges are for. By the way, crushing cans at the head is a lot like crushing walnuts with your hands. You don't have to be that strong. There's a trick to it. Oh, if there's a trick to it, then Ty definitely does it. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> in that case. Mm-hmm. I've never Probably. done this because I'm a woman, and that's not something women really do. I've never do it. Because I don't... I don't like drinking things from cans because my teeth are really sensitive and, like, I, oh. it wigs me out when metal touches them. Um, you know, like a normal person. <laughs> but, yeah, so if I drink something from a can, I use a straw, and it just seems kind of absurd to, like, daintily remove the straw from the can before pressing it <laughs> against my forehead, so I've never done that. So, okay, fair enough, you know. I, I am not going to... Uh, 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 judge your character on what they, whether they can or cannot crush a can on their head. So, all right. So, as you're back, you, you lay out the, the game again. Yeah, and... well, so, the last one I laid out is Monopoly for Sore Losers. Uh, balls in the Entity's Court, if it wants, <laughs> excuse me, to take me up on that. Um, but, uh, so, I, Becca, should tell you, Dan, that, um, <laughs> So, uh, I do have an ulterior motive, as previously, uh, mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do not think my motive will become clear through the course of actually pretending to play Monopoly, which is a bizarre sentence I just said. Um, <laughs> We're so, really with bizarre sentences, so just run with it. Yeah, so I think, what, like, 
whatever clock is counting down to when the uh, the telepath comes, or, or like to the next person who uh, you know comes to talk to Mirgarat, that should continue counting down as we are playing this out. And when that comes, I'll tell you my ulterior motive, and then we can decide if I was successful. Okay. That works for you. Uh, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to, because you said I I shouldn't tell you my ulterior motive, so I'm trying to, like, make this suggestion without telegraphing it. Uh, Honestly, thank you for doing that. That comes out very nicely. They also used to go, okay, where is this? Where is this going? So, okay, no problem. I do have something already planned based on some of the cards, but I think we can work with that, okay? Okay. Yes, the clock keeps ticking down. Games are played. It makes suggestions. You make suggestions back and forth. It actually does the whole, you know, oh, well, you chose the game last time. I believe it is my turn. And then it brings out a different type of board game, which, again, Risk is one of the ones that comes up. And I do believe there is a Babylon 5 Risk out there. I'm not entirely sure, but I could have sworn there actually is. Okay, uh, so I complains will, about every single little thing. I will agree to Risk. Mm-hmm. However... Um, that means that the next, that after, after we conclude Risk, my suggestion is going to be that we play Riskopoly. That does exist, doesn't it? Um, I don't know if it exists in reality. I've played a homebrew version of it, Ah. where the, uh, economics of Monopoly interact with, uh, Risk, so you can go back and forth to use your money to buy uh, troops in in risk, and you can sell troops in risk to to get yourself money in Monopoly, which means that if you are knocked off any board, uh, you can buy yourself back from the other board. Uh, So someone has to be knocked out of both risk and Monopoly to be knocked out of Riskopoly entirely. Um, Where your friend is who figured this out, they need to refine a few things. And get it out on the market. I mean, it's, it's a combination yeah. of copyrighted properties, so I don't think that's going to happen. Um, so, the time I played, it took us a good 13 hours. Yes. So, in other words, you're, you're definitely killing a lot of time. And I will say, it took us a good 13 hours, and we were all friends who were playing over the summer... And didn't argue about anything. <laughs> so, in other words, no accusations of cheating, no rules looking up, no uh, what is what does the card say? Oh, by the way, what is the interpretation of the French version? Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Every single one of those things in these games, like she's just like the most obnoxious person possible that could ever play a board game. So, thirteen hours of Riscopoli is the bare minimum. If mm-hmm. and so. Uh, playing with Scopoli as like the entities in my head is probably is probably going to take considerably longer than. Oh yeah. Um, but yes, so I I I'm to- Mirat will agree to, to to risk as the second game, and will then suggest Riscopoli as the third game, as a wonderful compromise between uh the our our two games that we have already played. Okay. It definitely it agrees, but as, you, as I figured out, that this is a way for you to kill time until you're able to launch your attack. 
Okay. With that being said, I'm going to speed up the process a little bit because otherwise we're going to be doing a lot of dice rolling for what is essentially like nothing. Uh, It's not until I launch my attack. It's just until the 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 other psychic gets here. Exactly. Well, that's part of your plan by launching your attack. You're waiting for the trigger to be there so that your plan can get engaged. Uh, no, the plan has already engaged. Uh, okay. A question of whether or not it has been successful. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> if I am being cagey enough for you there. I think I got it. Basically, <laughs> either way, you are playing the game, and again, as, as long as possible, and otherwise distracting it for as long as possible, until another uh, telepath emerges... And then you have an you have a card up your sleeve once that telepath uh, becomes available. Correct? Kind of. Okay. Is that good enough to work with for the moment? Yes. All right. So, so we're going to pause from the psychic development for the moment uh, as <laughs> Simulacrum Tie goes. Oh crap! Risk and in, in Simulacrum Duly go. Oh, that's not my thing, but. Arms are, are, are born and bred warriors. Okay, let's do this. Uh, so, <laughs> I play the symbol. I play the Shalasset Empire. No, you don't. Um, <laughs> Still better than Starfleet Battles, which takes forever. And actually, Vigorat starts a land war in Asia like a chump. <laughs> hey, hey, the Princess Bride told you to never do that. While this is happening, Duli is, again, when the psychic got done, uh, he kind of stands up and goes, well, um, she seems to be having, or they, excuse me, they seem to be having issues. Um, so, um, he just raises an eyebrow. <laughs> they, there's two Hawk Mara that I saw in there who, again, insisted that the other one was either an alien entity or negative thoughts given manifestation. Either case, it's not something that I normally deal with. I don't, you know, I'm not really specialized in, in, in Pacora. I, I, I've got Narn down. That's great. And I can actually do a Centauri occasionally. And I, I, I know a little bit about the Abai, and I, I can work with that, but um, I, I'm just kind of live. I'm here just to just do contract work. This is beyond me. Okay, so... Who do we contact then? Because we need to get this moving. But I, I could try to contact the core, or I could see if there was a uh, another uh, uh, alien species that had uh, telepaths on board. Um, I guess. I mean, I, 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 uh, for something like this, it takes at least a P eight to do some good intensive work like this. I mean, if I if I found someone higher than that, that would be that would be great. You have a superior. You can contact to see if such a person is here on the ship. I'll see what I can do. The the comm channels have been a little logged. I don't know what's going on. So I guess some sort of communication error or something. But I'll I'll, I'll see what I can do. So I'll I'll, I'll try to contact my, my, my I'll try to contact the, the central command and I'll 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 get back to you. And that's right. I'll get back to you and we'll figure it out from there. Okay. So he's slowly slowly backing out towards the door. And, uh, yeah, we'll get back to you. So, he just takes the, uh, opportunity and slips out. This guy's not having a good day. <laughs> <laughs> Has the chief uh, returned at all? 
Well, not really. Chief's been been wrangling some stuff, but if, did you want to like? Do you need to talk to the chief about something? Well, I I need to basically go investigate and determine if uh, I can find someone else. Okay. <laughs> so, well, if memory serves, uh, the uh, Kutbusek is still there. He can keep an eye on what's going on, and you can go out and and take a look and stuff if you want. Yeah. Well, yeah. yes. Um, we need a different type of we we need a new psychic. I mean, okay. Do you know of any other psychics on board? Oh crap! Yes, I do. The scary ones down in in Steerage. Which ones were those? The ones who talked to me when I pretended to be uh, stoned on my gourd on drugs. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can trust them. Okay. But I can potentially go down to, well, turn to the the beast <laughs> and, uh, um, excuse me, <laughs> I, I have a question if I can interrupt you. Looks over. Yes, of course. Are there any uh, high-rated psychics on your entourage within the Pakmara that you know of here on the ship. There, there are no Pakmara telepaths on board other than he points to, to Mirgrad. Okay. Kind I of need reliant. to go find... Go ahead. I need to go find someone that can help us then. Uh, so, yeah. Very well. I will keep an eye on Mirgrad until you find help. Peace. Now again, this was at the beginning of when the clock started with the gates. You've got some time to work with because they're stalling for time. Big time. Um, I think I can trust this individual. I do like a sense motive. Yeah, you can do a sense motive. Okay. I'm just worried about leaving Guli when I don't know if anybody else can be inhabited by, you know, the alien version of the body snatchers. Mm-hmm. 25. 25. Okay. He is focused, direct, and you actually, at this point, again, I'll add to the sense motive, because this is something that came up earlier, but I think everyone forgot it, which is fine. Which is actually kind of the point. You like, you like He actually look over and says, look, um, I don't know if he can body snatch you. How do I trust you in this situation. And Kutbusek looks over, lifts up a part of his Pakmara robes to show the ranger badge that's underneath. He looks over and says, how about this? He hands you, he digs inside his robe and pulls out a bottle cap. And he says, if I, if I, when I see you again, I will ask for that again. Okay. I can... I can deal with that. I just don't want anything to happen to my friend. I will keep an eye on. And pray. So I, I'm going to go down to Surge. I'm going okay. to do some investigations. I'm going to try and find somebody else that I might be able to trust. You know, I've met a. F- oh no! I'm going to go back to our quarters. And okay. I'm going to ask, uh, I forgot her name. Uh, Jorney. Jorney. You named her Jorney. 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 I'm going to go back to the quarters. 
Okay, so you head back to the quarters. Dorney is there, uh, still in her new attire, which she's very much liking. But and by the way, your quarters are spotless. Yeah, I kind of look around, and go, "Wow, okay, yeah, you you can stay." Uh, <laughs> um, I, I go to a cupboard and pull out whatever's instant to eat because it occurs to me I probably haven't eaten since before the whole ship thing, which is probably you know hours ago. Probably. Uh, so I have some questions for you. Uh, you don't have to answer, but I would prefer if you did. And but whatever you feel comfortable with. with. Um, so I am in need of ma'am? a. And you've given me a new identity and got me away from slavery. You can ask me my bra size. I don't care. Uh, yeah, don't need to know that. Um, I mean, probably already does because she just bought her a whole new wardrobe. True, exactly. But yeah. <laughs> That is true. So, uh, I'm in need of a telepath. And I, I know that, um, at least among the humans, sometimes telepaths hide because they don't want to be controlled by Psychor. That's it. They don't want to be controlled by the Psychor. And you may have come across some of these people in your interactions on the ship. I. I'm not sure exactly, but I can ask around down below. If there is somebody like this, they'll want to keep a low profile, much like I did. But, again, there's ways of, of finding them, I believe. Okay, let's go. Let's go find them. Okay. So I'll need you to make an investigation check, but it's, uh, give it a plus two because you're working with assistants who knows the area. That is my best skill. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are the agent, after all. Oh my goodness. Oh, so I, I forgot to add the plus two, so it'd be 24. 24, okay. Um, so after doing some investigations, 24, not bad at all. I know you only rolled a nine, but you got a 24. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so after doing some investigations, yes, there's probably a couple of blips on uh, around. Again, you have heard rumors about uh, a couple that have been, you know, a couple of humans that have been walking around who kind of have that weird feeling uh, of doing stuff. Uh, there's a couple of other people who seem to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, and they're not sure if they're blips or something else. And then uh, at least one person says, uh, asks you whether or not you have seen um, Madame uh, uh, Vitrazini, because, of course, she's a prophetess. So... There's a few other leads that actually could possibly... I, I filed that away just in case. You know, I don't think the prophetess is going to help us, but you never know. Okay. <laughs> so. so there are some, there is a couple other uh, uh, things to check out. Let's see here. I'm looking at my list here. Uh, so, yes, there actually is uh, another telepath on board they think might be able to help you. They don't know what rank they are, but... It might be able to help. Jarney, that's her name. J A R N I. I yeah, not Jarney, it's Jarney. My apologies, but there you go. Okay. Yes. There is one person who might be able to help you. They, again, don't know his rating, but they, everyone thinks that he's a blip who's on a run. Uh, everyone calls him Connor. Because so, that's his name. Okay. Cause, yeah, because that's his name. Well, it's the name he gives people. 
So. Everyone calls him Connor because that's his name. There are some who call him Tim. Um, <laughs> there are some who call me the Wind Walker. I don't know why. Um, so, so if you remember correctly, with that money that I was given, I actually mm-hmm. transferred it to multiple credit chips. Yes. Which I marked down on my character sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take, I put some in 5K credit chips. I'm going mm-hmm. to go get one of those. And we're going okay. to track down this Connor person. Okay. Or which Connor. <laughs> <laughs> that is another person because Connor yeah. is yes. I believe I believe Ty remembers Connor. Mm-hmm. Um, Has not been forgotten. Trust me. Wizard emoji, sword emoji, eggplant emoji. Yep, kiss. Oh man. He's still on the ship somewhere too. Just saying. Using your, give me one more investigation. Add plus four because you're now starting to bribe, and see what you get for seeing if you can track him down. Okay, so plus four. To the last, so total plus six or just plus four? Just plus four. Actually, uh, okay. make it plus six. You're right, because you, you have, uh, what's your name with you? Uh, uh, Jorni. Okay. Uh, Yarn. So Yarny. that's like an obscene high amount. But you can still botch it. Let's see. Like, oh my okay, 21, you're almost two. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, if it wasn't for Jorni, I would have completely. Completely failed at the task. Ah. Oh, okay. I have some complications, and it's about 5.30, so I've got a couple of things to throw out, and I do want to see what's going to go on with your the, the psychic thing. So, as you you and Yarny look for uh, Connor, you do find him in a, uh, a small cabin. Not the huge, not like, the again, the tubes. He's actually in a small cabin. You're fairly sure the small cabin was once probably not a broom closet, but a little bit of a storage area. And he's doing his best to not look consequential in any way, shape, or form. So, however, once you get there, again, a few people, you pass around a little credits here and there, they can kind of point you in the way. Uh, they do ask a couple times, are you that couple? Because it's a Narn, a Narn and a Centauri, two people, looking for a telepath. So they keep asking, are you that couple? And you kind of go, no, I don't know what you mean. We're not a couple. Um, yeah. <laughs> so to get there, uh, again, he's in some back duct area with a converted room that he's managed to find. There's a couple other people who might be traveling with him, but the second they see you two, they kind of disperse fast. Uh, okay, one, because... I the- go... I go into brown sector mode. Okay. Which has a completely different walk and attitude and understanding. True. But you're still in very decent clothes, as is Yarny. Yes. So, people think you're there for a purpose. Um, which you technically are. So, uh-huh. 
you want uh, you wander around, you do find like after a couple of people pointed out, a couple of people give you harassment, things like that, and a couple of people actually do recognize Yarny as the server girl, so they're kind of like, oh yeah, her, yeah yeah, you're looking for guy, I guess he owes you uh, owes you for dinner, right? He's uh, over in that direction, and you do find Connor, who is uh, a yeah, young man, dark hair, uh, probably in his early twenties. Brighton is all get out. However, there is a couple of uh, two humans standing over him. Oh, great. Okay, you I'm, I'm going to walk up. Okay. Uh, uh, Connor, you missed your appointment. The man turns around and says, this doesn't concern you. Give me a will save real quick. Oh, dear. Yikes. <laughs> also, thanks for being such a great friend, Dewey. I, I feel like I know that. <laughs> Dewey's gone above and beyond here. Dewey doesn't have a lot of friends, so she's going to protect the ones she does. Okay, 17. Not bad. Uh, let's see here. Now, I'm guessing you were expecting to see uh, the couple in black that you saw before, right? Uh-huh. They're not seeing them. However, the two people are familiar. She's a redhead. No, excuse me. My bad. Wrong person. Uh, he has this big, bushy beard, and his hair is combed back. Uh, she, blonde, style blonde. It's not something that looks like her natural color at all. Uh, but she, they're not dressed like all in black. They're dressed like a honeymoon couple. Polo shirts, a bit of a... Is this, uh, the, uh, is this the couple from the gambling center? Oh, no. That would be... Well, the couple there was a Narn and a human female. These are both humans, male and female. Oh, this is the arguing couple from the shuttle ride. Yes! <clears throat> I was going to say something, but I decided not to. <laughs> <laughs> What were you about to say? I'm curious now. Oh, I thought it was going to be the teletask couple. Oh, yeah. The, the ones you the, well, talked before in the, the black gems. With the what? With the gems. Oh, uh... Oh, no. That's, that's different people. Those are the ones oh, that you okay. said they were part of the association? Yes. Yeah, not them. Okay. These are different... Yeah, these people are in, like, decent outfits. Not like, you know, I'm in a suit or nails to that, but more of, like casual outfit. And I guess they don't do polos in Babylon 5 because nobody wears collars anymore. <laughs> it was big in the 90s. Um, but at the same time, they turn around and says, this does not concern you. Your will save was the, you feel a brushing against your mind for a quick second. And you're like, wait, what was that? The other woman no, turns I around. I think I was... Yeah, if, if that or I would say, well, that was rude. <laughs> <laughs> The, the Connor says, he looks up and says, please, please, I, I, I don't want, I, I, I don't want that. The lady looks down, you quiet. I, I tap to the pits on my chest and I say, no, he's mine, he's coming with me. He has an appointment in the uh, security center. The chief the, uh, will want to talk to him. The male actually looks over, he sighs for a second, <sighs> looks around, 
nods at her. She goes behind you for a little bit, checks the corridor, and actually closes the curtain for a second behind you. There actually is a curtain on a curtain rod for the modicum of privacy. He turns around. He opens. Uh, uh, he opens up his jacket a little bit, and she does the same, kind of pulling out from underneath his, uh, her shirt. They have small brass and pewter. It's actually different materials. With a very specific Greek letter on it. Is it a sigh? <laughs> he looks over and says, You may be security. We are cycle And we're bringing this blip in. And you're out of your jurisdiction. <laughs> He's coming with me. You want to have him afterwards? You talk to the chief. She, they will turn to each other. Thai cops out local security. I believe that has been well been established. Mm, no, it hasn't. <laughs> they look. They turn to each other. Says, "This is what we get for doing it for doing the run." I know it is so troubling. Very well, Connor. You are to come with us. You are to lead the way. And then we will discuss matters in very polite manners. Here's where it's going to be fun. And this is, again, where my cards played out. So we're going to see how this gets. Mirgret, you have been stalling for time, big time. You've played a whole bunch of games, and it keeps challenging to up the stakes. And you can tell exactly why. It's getting annoyed, but it's entertaining because, again, it's locked in a cell. What's it going to do? However, at one point, you could both hear the door open. You can hear uh, Kurt Busek say, Ah, there you are. I was starting to wonder. And you can both hear, Hey, is this the guy with the boss? Oh. Joey, Psychops. And everything converging right where Mirgrat is sitting. You know you want to come back for this one, as we find out the ultimate fate of what goes on inside Mirgrat's head next time on Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Join us again! Now, I have to go talk to that person with the nice tight wallet. I do like a tightly packed purse string. And that's where we're in for this week. I want to thank everyone for joining us and hope that you continue to join us every two weeks for another episode of Odyssey. If you have any questions, comments, constructive criticisms, or just want to say hi, then you can find us at temporalplaygrounds.com slash odyssey or email us at temporalplaygrounds at gmail.com or now you can follow us on Twitter at odysseyb5dm. Babylon 5 was created by J. Michael Straczynski and is owned by Warner Brothers Domestic Media. The Babylon 5 role-playing game was produced by Mongoose Publishing, utilizing the OGL gaming license for G20. Our theme music was composed by Evan King. The song Titan Striker is available on YouTube and at evankingmusic.com. Incidental music provided by Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. Please see websites for more information. Once again, I am Daniel... And I thank you for joining us on this grand adventure. Good night, and keep dreaming.